Blog Talk Radio. So it's called a metrolator? No, the circulator. Circulator. Oh, circulator. hello, Nat South. Welcome to Nat's Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Don't mind us. We're just continuing the discussion we were having pregame. The National Drop is important, okay? <laughs> it's an important topic. Eight to four decision tonight. Dodgers take their fourth straight from the Nationals this year. Six straight overall against LA. Nationals drop the 56 and 38 on the year. The big story, however, doghouse. Reynaldo Lopez making his MLB debut tonight on the mound. Uh, he jumped from 92 to number 48 on Baseball America's top 100 midseason rankings when they were released last week. Got promoted to Triple A after going two and one with a 1.60 ERA. In 30, 33 and two thirds between May 29th and June June 25th, uh, 56 Ks in 33 innings over that stretch. We have quite the storm going on in DC. I assume that's what's destroying our reception right now. Uh, first yeah. at batter game tonight. I, 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 I don't know if you can hear it clattering against my back window right now, but yeah, it's a <laughs> bit of a bit of a downpour. <laughs> Quite a mess out there. Lopez took the mound tonight. First at bat, he gives up a home run on a 1-1 fastball, 97 mile an hour in, 105 mile an hour out over the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, Jock Peterson with a two-out, two-run single makes it 3 nothing after one. Down 4 nothing after the second inning. Uh, eight set down after that, though. Seven Ks, 73 pitches after four innings. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez with an RBI single in the fifth made it 5 nothing before he was done. I think it wasn't a bad outing. He gave up six runs overall. Kind of shaky beginning there. Uh, they were really keying in on his fastball. I was honestly frightened by the storm that's going on here right now. Four and two-thirds inning pitch. Ten hits, six runs allowed, one walk, nine Ks. He kind of settled in nicely after that rough start, but they were really giving his fastball a beating in the game today. He got all of his strikeouts on his curveball and his change, but sort of impressive outing by Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, um, I, I'm starting to wonder if there's like hail or something crashing against the side of my house right now. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Okay, to a certain extent, his repertoire tonight kind of looks Strasburgian. And that you had that fastball ninety seven ninety eight, change ball like eighty or change ball, change up like seventy eight, and curveball like seventy eight and curveball seventy eight. So he's got three pitches all ten miles an hour apart. That's uh that is a pretty good arsenal. Unfortunately he didn't seem yeah. to be locating his fastball well. I'm I'm down in the stand, so I, I couldn't see uh, of where where he was spotting it. I'm assuming he was missing in the middle because uh, there were some really good swings put on it, especially in the first couple of innings. Every ball that was hit, of course, except for the, I, I think, the pop-out that Yasiel Fleet had, was really hard hit. Uh, so I, I don't think he was fooling anyone with his fastball. Of course, that that curveball was really on point. It seemed like every swing and miss he got was on the curveball, and that he was able to throw it for a strike or for a ball and put it in the dirt, and it was just really effective. So you can certainly see why he is considered a high-level prospect. Uh, and if he can just spot that 
fastball a little bit better to the uh, the edges of the zone instead of in the middle. Combining with that curve and change, I, I think we have a, a potentially really effective pitcher here. Jesus, what is going on? Yeah, Where you I'm fairly sure the world is about to end over here. <laughs> At least we're going to go out talking about baseball. It's been a nice uh, time here on the show with you. If I don't make it out of this storm, I've always enjoyed talking baseball with you on the show. Uh, Dusty <laughs> Baker too, said man. after the game. Me too. <laughs> Finger of God. There's <laughs> a definite twister thing going on here. It makes me miss to listen to more, more and more every day. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to talk through this. I don't know if we're gonna make it. <laughs> Jesse Baker commented after the game uh, that they didn't miss many fastballs. Uh, you wouldn't expect them to miss uh, hit as many as they did. He noted that as we said, the K's were all on the off-speed pitches. He's really getting some ugly swings and misses with that curveball. Uh, Baker said he had better command than I thought at the strike zone, which is something Mike Rizzo talked about. How he had general command but not pinpoint accuracy. Uh, I just wonder if he wasn't a little bit overhyped going into his NMLB debut. Uh, like you said, I'm going to have to go back and watch the tape of it to see what was going on over there. If I ever survive this storm and the hail that's now pounding in the windows here. But looks like he might have just been overthrowing a little bit and fastball up in the zone. And the Dodgers really were, as you mentioned, really heavy contact on the, the fastball that they didn't connect with early in the game. Somebody said help you on it. I, I'm sure that that didn't help that he was talking to the feet up there, and uh, the, the sort of first first game nerves and 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 overthrowing a little bit, leaving balls up. Uh, that that doesn't surprise me at all. And certainly the Dodgers are a good fastball hitting team. And even if you're throwing 98, if you're leaving it over the middle of the plate, they're going to put good swings on it, and they did. And uh, it, it it ended up costing. Uh, Costing the match and 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 hurting uh, hurting Lopez's first uh, first outing by a good bit there, but on the other hand, you look at the third inning. He struck out the side, and I, I think it was all swings and misses on the curveball. So uh, certainly that that potential is there, and the, the off-speed pitches very mature. He's got that big fastball. As as soon as he can get enough command on it. We have, you know, we have another Strasburg here. I'm just going to come out and say it. We have another Strasburg here. <laughs> you think they're going to give him another start? Uh, Joe Ross threw a simulated game today. Came through it fine. Uh, said he threw about 35 pitches today. They're going to have to get him another start, get him up to 50 or 60, and then after that he'll be good for 90 or 100. He's going to throw in a major league uh, start, but... You think they gave Ronaldo Lopez another shot? Lucas Lito had a nice start down in AAA today. Uh, I don't know if Ross is going to be back in time, but uh, I saw enough from Lopez that I wouldn't mind seeing him go out there again. Maybe with a little bit less nerve than he was able to do. Honestly, I, I think his outing was probably a little bit more promising than what Giolito showed us. Uh, and you can imagine that if he is coming out there with a, 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 a little – coming out there a little less teed up because it's not his MLB debut, that uh, he might have a, a little bit better command, a little bit better location on the fastball, and, and be really effective. Um, Giolito didn't impress so much in, in, uh, in his outing up. 
honestly, they they could both use a good bit more seasoning down in the minors. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him again either. Um, I, I haven't looked at uh, exactly how the schedule lines up. It doesn't seem like Ross is going to be ready to go when it's uh, when it's his turn again. Uh, the Nats have a way of surprising us. So uh, honestly, I, I I'm kind of half expecting them to bring up Austin Voss for a look, you know, on on Ross's next start. So. We'll we'll see what happens. What Magic Rizzo has in store for us. Yeah. I mentioned to Dave the other night. I still haven't seen a good explanation for uh, Walk apparently went on some sort of uh, leave, but I haven't seen whether he's back or not yet. If that's maybe why they didn't go to him, if they do that. Uh, I, I agree. I don't think Ross is going to be available for his next start. So one of the two guys is most likely going to make another start before Ross is able to return to the location. But. On the Dodgers side tonight, uh, Scott Kazmir, I noted the statistical anomaly going in here. He hadn't lost the start in July since 2010. Uh, 8-0 with a 1.63 ERA, a 1.87 batting average against in 17 starts in July over that stretch. Unbeaten in his last 11 overall, 5-0 with a 3.88 ERA, a 2.19 average against, 63rd inning pitch over that stretch. Uh, five and two-thirds scoreless to start tonight before Jose Lobaton hit one out. Six to one at that point, though. He goes seven innings total, four hits, just a one run allowed. Really kind of abused Jason Worth tonight. It's tough to see some of the swings Jason Worth was taking there, but solid outing by Casimir, who's been on a bit of a run here and remains undefeated going back to May at this point. Yeah, um, Kazimir is a league average pitcher. Uh, I don't really know why he looks so dominant there. I don't know why he is 7-3. and three. Um, He is serviceable. He eats the innings. You know, you, you can think of Scott Kazimir as Scott Olsen 2.0 uh, for, for the modern <laughs> era. Um, uh, really, he should not have been as successful as he was against the Nats tonight. I don't know if that's a hangover from the 18-inning game that they quite uh, haven't managed to, to, to get over. But, uh, you know, seven innings of only a couple of hits and, and one run, and all, all right, props to Lobaton that he was the one they was able to put it together against him. Uh, it's, it's a little baffling. I would expect the Nats to, to put together a much better effort against him. And especially on... Uh, we, we were sitting with some friends who were visiting from out of town, and uh, you know, after work struck out on three pitches, you know, I, I made a joke with my, my my friend from out of town about, oh, maybe he'll strike out on four pitches this time, and he struck out on four pitches. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a little befuddling to me. What do you think about uh, Daniel Murphy? Apparently. Uh, Offered to play third base today. Uh, Anthony Rendon is sick. Dusty Baker told uh, he wouldn't give us information before the game. He said there was some other issues that forced him to put out the lineup that he did. Murphy volunteered to play third because he said uh, he asked Trey Turner about it. Trey Turner said he hadn't played it since he was a freshman in college. So they put Murphy over there. Uh, not quite the range is a nice way to put it that Anthony Rendon <laughs> usually has out there. He had a a, a throwing error on the play, too, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing they probably don't want to have to put this lineup out there too often if they can avoid it. Third base is easy. Tell him, Wash. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Murphy, Murphy did 
Murphy Murphy did not look Zimmerman-esque out there. He did not look Rendon-esque out there. In fact, he looked positively Escobarian, if you wanted to put a, a, a descriptor on there for, for his <laughs> range. Um, I, I appreciate having his bat in the lineup. And honestly, he, he seems like a good guy and a team player who wants to help out any possible way he can, even if it's not necessarily the most comfortable fit for him in terms of position. Uh, he went out there. He gave it a yeoman effort. Good for him. He is he is clearly not a plus defender at uh, at, at third base. He did make a, at least a couple of plays on balls that weren't hit too far from where he was standing. Um, it, w- watching him play there tonight, it kind of surprised me that he's done as well as he has at second so far this season. Uh, so keep keep hitting, Dan. Uh, we, we need your back. <laughs> Just an update on the weather. There is now a snow-like covering made up of hail on the entire field at National Park. It's helping the window at this moment. I really am starting to worry about what my car is going to look like when I get back out to it in the press parking lot because uh, it is absolutely a mess up right now. So I'm not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> Uh, my highlight of the day on what wasn't a uh, really good offensive day for the Nationals, uh, Murphy's double was a nice one, bounced off the top of the wall, but that Trey Turner triple, just watching it live from yes. uh, a couple hundred, hundred feet up there in the press box, I just couldn't believe how quickly he made it around the bases, and even not getting off to a great start because he seemed to be watching it to see if they were going to catch it out there in right center, but as soon as he saw that ball fall on the ground, he just absolutely took off and I think it's 22.4 second, uh, miles per hour that cast clock to that going around the bases. I, I should have timed him how long it took to get around there, but just watching him really take off like that, uh, triples are always exciting, but watching Trey Turner doing that was kind of amazing. He, he is a quick dude. Um, so when I saw that, that, that ball out there and it got down, I'm thinking, okay, that, that kind of looks like a double. But then I looked down and – saw Turner, and I, I don't know, when the ball hit the ground, he was maybe almost the second or something like that. And he was just going so fast and did not slow down. And I was thinking, this might be a stand-up triple. I mean, he, okay, he ended up with the head first slide, but wow, he really got around the bases quick. And I, I didn't see him out of the box, so I, I didn't realize he'd actually gotten a slow start. Uh, that that would have definitely been a, a stand-up triple. He'd just been busting it out of the box the whole time. Um, uh, this, this is a kid who, when when he's up for good, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch play. Three straight losses to the Dodgers. Uh, four straight losses to the Dodgers now in four games this season. Six straight overall. Are we going to have to start hearing the Dodgers are in the Nationals' heads stuff like we heard with the Braves a few years ago? They haven't been able to beat the Dodgers going back to last season now. And uh, inexplicably, I'd say there's no consistent thing that's going on with the Dodgers and the Nationals. They just haven't come off good against them so far. You know, baseball is a game which has so many opportunities in it that, you know, fluky things are going to line up in certain places. And sometimes they – they all happen against one team, and maybe that's what's going on here. Um, a bunch of things conspired to make the Nats lose a bunch of games uh, out in L.A. Today, okay, 
it's mostly Ronaldo Lopez. We can pin the blame on there for putting the nest in an early hole they couldn't dig out of and then, you know, digging, digging it deeper later. Uh, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we can say that the Dodgers are in the nest head until they lose one more game. And then, of course, panic and psychotherapy <laughs> will be the order of the day. Eight to four, lost tonight, 56 and 38 on the year. And we'll end this one with a reading from the Book of Twister. The last one we encountered was an F2, possibly an F3, Belcher. Maybe we saw we'll see some F4s. That would be sweet. Four is good. Four will relocate your house very efficiently. Is there an F5? That's when they drop the fork in the movie. Oh, everything at the table silences down. What would that be like? Finger of God. I think I've experienced that tonight. Matt Knightley, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow, sir. Stay safe out there. It's Sweet. Only, oh, my God, the dugout's completely flooded. <laughs> Go Nats. Dugout says. See you. Go Nats. <laughs>